Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about the first meal you have after giving birth. Before we jump into the episode, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. And you can also follow us on our personal accounts. Amanda is at Amanda underscore BLMC. And I am at Katie underscore BLMC. So with that, now we're going to slide into the episode. So this episode, I was scrolling through Instagram and it just so happened that it came up of a woman, just a picture of her. She had just given birth. She was topless. She had her baby into her breast and she was scarfing down a burrito. And I was like, you go girl. And If you actually look on Instagram, there are tons of first meal photos. Oh, there's, there are tons and tons of first meal photos. I have them popping up all the time. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Probably just to make me hungry because I'm like close to lunch or something. I'm like, Ooh, burrito. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, there are some pretty epic first meal photos on Instagram. Oh my gosh. There are some that I'm like, where on earth are you? And why didn't my hospital have that? Like, seriously, there was one lady who had, uh, it was like a five-star restaurant meal complete with champagne. I think I know what, when you're talking about and in the write-up, it talked about like how there was champagne flutes delivered, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it was actually champagne. I'm cause the one I saw was sparkling cider provided by the hospital, but I was still it like, might've been like, come on. That is how you treat your nudely delivered mothers. It was something to celebrate. Right. And so they gave you what you would normally do for a celebration, which is awesome because this is one of the biggest moments of your entire life. So you should be celebrating. Well, you know what? So This episode is a little bit lighter than what we, like some of our other topics. And I came up with six different categories of meals, very scientific, very highly researched. It's interesting that you mentioned these champagne flutes and the sparkling champagne. It it was a celebration of this mother giving birth because of my six categories of meals. The first one I came up with is the celebratory meal. So by celebratory meal, I mean like somebody spending some cash on it. 
champagne, sparkling cider, if you're going to be breastfeeding or me, I've also heard that some women who, because they stopped drinking during pregnancy, they're like, I need a drink. Like, give me a drink <laughs> now. And what better way to drink celebrate than with champagne? It's funny you mentioned that because one of my friends actually gave me a mini bottle of champagne to take to the hospital with me. No way. Yes. Yeah. That was part of my, my shower gift was this bottle of champagne. And I actually did it for my sister-in-law when they were having their first baby. Okay. So did you drink it? I didn't drink it at the hospital. We did take it to the hospital. Didn't drink it at the hospital because I was on drugs and stuff. And so we're like, better wait. So we actually did do it when when I got home. Once I knew I was fine to drink. Because even if you're breastfeeding or, you know, pumping, like you could pump and dump. Yeah, right? you don't need to pump and dump. Like there's the timing. Well, that yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you figure out yeah. a way around it, right? Yeah. I love that idea of giving a bottle of champagne as a gift to celebrate. And that totally fits with the celebratory meal. The next category I came up with of first meals is the comfort meal. And by the comfort meal, I mean having a food or a meal that brings you comfort when you are stressed or when you're feeling emotional or you're exhausted, like that warm, comfy feeling just to like surround yourself with nice vibes. So I've heard of a few people wanting like craft dinner, which is funny, but it's a nostalgic meal, right? Like what, you know, your mom makes you craft dinner as a kid. It's comfort food, right? It's not like the best food, but it brings you those good emotions, that good feeling. Yeah. I've also heard of uh, people wanting hamburgers. And I totally wanted a hamburger too, only I couldn't have a hamburger. <laughs> so with the comfort meal, that was totally my first meal after having Finn. And I don't know if it was like a conscious decision to have this type of meal, but like when I was looking at the categories, it absolutely fit. So I ended up having like an Asian style noodle soup just from the food court. Once Finn was transferred to the next hospital uh, into the NICU, it was shift change. And so we were being kicked out of the NICU because there was so many people on his case and we couldn't be there. And so they said, just go down, you know, go have something to eat. I hadn't eaten in probably since dinner the night before because I had dinner and then I was in labor, didn't have, I had him at 5.30, 5.32 the next morning and then everything happened and I didn't get to eat. I was discharged, like I discharged myself and I didn't get to eat. I didn't have lunch or anything like that. So it was like my first meal in 24 hours and I had this noodle soup. I didn't eat much because I was so stressed, but it was like that bringing warmth and comfort to to myself in a very scary, stressful time. So absolutely was a comfort, a comfort uh, meal for me with Finn. Interesting, because I would never consider soup a comfort food. Like when you say comfort food, I think of something either like really nostalgic or something that you like absolutely love to eat. Oh, I, I guess I just don't love soup. I like soup. I like, actually, I, I guess you could say I love different types of soup. 
I'm a little picky with my soups, but I, um, see, I think comfort as like bringing warmth and security to you. Like I, I, as I'm talking, I'm doing the motion of like putting a blanket over my shoulders because it's like that comforting piece that like warmth, that closeness. And to me, soup warms you up. And that's why I, I link soup to a comfort meal to me. And soup for me is just, I don't know, it's lunch. Like a, but in the a fall, light, winter. An yeah. appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> but like if, it, if, it, if it's spring or summer, I like don't want to eat soup at all. But like it's a fall, winter thing for me. I can eat soup anytime. But we digress on the soup concept. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the second, the second category is comfort meals. Um, so the third one is the, oh, I've missed you meal. These are the foods. <laughs> I love these types. I'm very proud of I had of a few type. of those, but not right after delivery. <laughs> yeah. The foods that you couldn't eat or didn't eat while you were pregnant. For me, it would be like, hello, sushi. Uh, uh, for, for me, it was brie. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, and like, Just sugar buy me a wheel. <laughs> go, to the, go to Costco, get the Costco brie. Yeah. Just give me a knife and I'll just eat it all. I am not opposed to that at all. I am 100% there with you on that. Or like charcuterie, like just like, you know, deli meats and and oh, dry cured meats. and But sushi for me is definitely one of those. <laughs> and so I, my one thing that I said to Peter after when I was pregnant with Freya was after we have the baby and, you know, Thing, we get settled and we're in a routine and figure things out. I really want to go for a sushi dinner. I just want to go and eat a lot of sushi. I am still waiting for that dinner. On Freya's dinner? Yeah. Haven't had it. You haven't had sushi since you had Freya? I've had sushi, like, I've had, you know, mall sushi where you just pick it up at the grocery store. Um, but I want to go to a sushi restaurant and I did eat sushi once last August, um, when I was at a business conference and it was mind blowing, but I want Peter to take me and I want him to pay and I want to get a lot of it. Send Peter a message. Be like, Peter, you need to take her out. Actually not now, but after, (laughs) yeah, I can't have it. The next baby comes. Yeah. Once M3 comes and things get settled, I'll just postpone Freya's sushi dinner to the, to after I have M3. (laughs) You're going to have to like plan a date where like once a month for three months, Peter takes you home for sushi. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's because he doesn't like sushi. So he's not bothered to go. But I love sushi. Yeah. And so, you know, like for you, it's brie. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff that I couldn't eat because I don't eat a lot of meat anyway so like for me not to eat deli meat or none of that really bothered me for me it was brie brie was the big one and you know I don't drink a lot but like I like to have a glass of wine or a drink and so I kind of miss some of that stuff mayonnaise that was the one thing I love mayonnaise and so like every time we go for dinner because we always go to like independently owned restaurants I'd be like, how do you make your mayonnaise? And people look at me funny and I'm like, is it like Hellman's? Like, is it in a jar or do you make your own? And I actually did run into a few places that made their own. Really? So let's just clarify that 
there's a risk when you when you eat homemade mayonnaise that it, because it's not pasteurized, there's the risk of contamination from the raw, like from the egg and yeah, right. Because you got to make sure that the eggs cooked really well. Yeah, if you're gonna eat eggs. Yeah, but um, yeah, the oh I've missed you for me. It's like sushi and like prosciutto, you know, like prosciutto and all those like dry cured meats. Oh, so good. Oh, the other one was eggs Benedict. Oh, that sounds so gross to me. <laughs> oh, I love eggs Benedict, but the egg's not fully cooked, right? Like it's runny. Yeah. So you can't eat eggs Benedict. Well, I guess you Anyways. can eat anything. You're not supposed to, but you can eat it. Yeah. Anything. And my whole thing is I always erred on the side of caution. And then, you know, the rest is up to God or the universe, whatever you believe in. So. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think you know what, maybe for M3, I'll make sushi my first meal. Because one of the biggest things is like food delivery services, which was not a thing for us. When we started having our kids like, you know, skip the dishes, Uber Eats, DoorDash, those things were not so common or even in play, I think. I don't even know if they were in play when we had the kids. I think for Caroline, a couple of years ago, they were, but I hadn't used them yet. Yes, me and too. Since she's, since she's been born, I have used it a couple times. Yeah, me too. But I am thinking I could just in the moment, I could use like skip the dishes and have sushi delivered to the hospital. Oh, that's a good idea. Because oh, that's going to change the, to me, those food delivery services change the game of first meals. Totally, because you don't have to drive across town to get what you want. So that right? brings that you got a bring, craving for that that totally brings me to the next category of the feed me I'm starving get me whatever is closest. <laughs> and so like that could be either the hospital food of you know like those little kitchenettes where they have like the extra like peanut butters and jams and toasts and and juices and so you have like just give me which ultimately tastes amazing, but like the best peanut butter and to- like on toast meal you've ever had. So something from the hospital or just like fast food, something that's close by the hospital. Like, I don't care what it is. I'm starving. I haven't eaten in three days. Just get me something now. I could totally see that because a lot of the time you're so hungry after you just went through 24 hours of labor or whatever you've gone through. I think 24 hours for a lot of people is like a good labor. Like some people, like I know someone who went through four days. Really? Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Well, especially yeah. if it's your first kid, right? Like they say your first one's usually the longer one. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're not eating if you're yeah. in labor. And if you're in the you're hospital. thinking about eating. Yeah. And if you're in the hospital, you're definitely not eating. I think with midwives, they kind of support you in eating a little bit more, but in the hospital, they don't. Yeah. If you have to have a C-section or something, you can't have food in your belly. Yeah. For me, I couldn't eat like hours before I had my surgery. So the morning the boys were born, I got a call at 7.30 in the morning telling me I had half an hour to eat something quick <laughs> because I had to be at the hospital for 1.30 and they figured I'd be delivering around 4 o'clock so I could have a piece of toast or something. Oh my God. And then I didn't end up eating for 12 hours, right? That's crazy. For me, actually, with Freya, so 
even though I wanted a sushi meal, not immediately after later, but um, Freya's first meal was a feed me, I'm starving. And I hadn't like, I had eaten, I don't know, <laughs> like Freya's, Freya's delivery, like my labor was seven and a half hours. So, and I had dinner the night before I had lunch too, after I had her. And then we had another meal and it was actually a, okay, what's close by? And it was McDonald's. And so my parents were there, Peter was there, and then my brother and sister-in-law were there and um, they had come. And so we sent my brother and my dad, I think, to McDonald's and we all had Big Mac meals and it was so good. (laughs) It was amazing. It's kind of comfort food combined with something close by. Yeah, it was so good. And you know what? It's interesting too, because like last week I was um, texting my sister-in-law and she was like, we were talking. She's like, remember when we all had Big Macs after Freya was born? I was like, yeah. She's like, that was just so much fun. And those were delicious. I was like, yeah, you're right. 100%. I think McDonald's, McDonald's is up their game. Yeah, because my my parents, one of the things that I craved when I was pregnant with the boys was Big Macs and I didn't eat them, but I had wanted a Big Mac. And so it wasn't until after I had them that I actually cracked down. I think it was like three weeks after they were born. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone needs to get me a Big Mac. So my parents like, okay, we'll get you Big Mac. So they bought themselves Big Macs and my parents never eat at McDonald's. And they're like, this is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) So I think they've upped their game. It was really like, I remember it being a good time and it tasted delicious. And all the nurses were like, yep, you know, the kind of, kind of the running joke with the nurses was like, you know, who's had the baby already because you can smell the food coming from the room. Like, yeah. you know, who's, who's getting special food, but yeah. So the feed me, I'm starving, either it be hospital food, which usually has a bad rap, I think. Although. I will say I do know someone who delivered in a hospital not too far from us and they had kind of that celebratory meal because the hospital didn't have set time meal hours. They just kind of had this open room service kitchen style where you had a, yeah, where you had a menu and you could pick whatever you wanted off that menu if your nurses cleared you and you could eat it at any point in time in the day. Wow. mm -hmm. You just had to pick up the phone call and be like, yeah, I'm in room. You know, they knew what room it was and say what your order was. And there was your delicious meal. Jeez. That sounds awesome. I know. I wonder if since we have a new hospital wing with a new maternity ward, if things have changed food wise. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I'll let you know when I find out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. To have new new food? Well, to have food where you can like pick what you want. Yeah, where you pick where you want and you have it when you when you want. Instead of yeah. like the tray being dropped off at a certain time with a plastic cover over it and then just sitting there if you're not ready to eat. So on to the next one. And the next one I've titled the recovery meal. So this is a meal or food that you're using. Uh, as a tool to kind of kickstart or get your your recovery going um, and the healing going in your body to recover from the trauma that you just went through to have your baby. This was the Amanda meal. (laughs) I had to have soup. I had surgery. I was not allowed to eat 
real food. And so they say after you have a C-section, the first meal needs to be soup. So So I actually think that you are combining the recovery meal because I don't think the soup you had is necessarily a recovery meal. Yours is actually the next category. Okay. So it is soup. And a, a perfect example of like the recovery meal is soup, um, like using bone broth as your, your broth, because there's so much nutritional value in a bone broth. I know some midwives and doulas have these recipes for um, like a postpartum meal at, or soup. And it's bone broth with like egg fried egg or scrambled or like an omelet on top because an egg is so nutritionally dense as well. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yours, even though you did have soup, falls under the category of I have no choice meal. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a choice. (laughs) Yeah, that's the last category that I have no choice meal. While yours was soup, yes, but you did not pick soup. It was just like a, uh, I would not have picked soup. I would have picked a hamburger. Let's just throw that one out there. But yeah, no, it was soup. Well, what kind of soup was it? Because that could define what category it goes into. Well, so when I had the boys, by the time I made it to my room, it was past dinner. So I made it up there right around shift change, like seven. Yeah. And then uh, my family was coming in to see the babies. And this is with the boys. And so my dad went to Farm Boy, our favorite grocery store. Love it. (laughs) And uh, got me some butternut squash soup. So at least I had a soup that I liked. Yeah. And their soups are good. I will say. Their soups are really good. Farm Boy soups are delicious. All their food is really, really good. Um, So you had butternut squash with the boys. What kind of soup did you have with Caroline? Same, same soup. It became nostalgic at that point or tradition. So my dad went to Farm Boy and got me soup, but that was for lunch that time. And it's funny because because uh, I had her at 8.30 in the morning. So then by the time I got upstairs, it was like, I don't know, 11 o'clock. And my parents were watching the boys. So they were going to bring the boys up. But because the boys had to have lunch and a nap and stuff, they weren't going to bring them till like 3.30 or 4 o'clock. So my dad actually had to go pick up soup for me, drive it to the hospital, and Keith met him outside, so we couldn't even see the baby. Oh, no, really? And he didn't know if I had a boy or a girl. No. Yeah, they had no clue. He didn't find out until the boys found out. That's yeah. crazy. But soup it was, and it had to be soup, because they basically told me I could eat whatever I wanted to, but the likelihood of me having a hamburger and puking my guts out were high, so I went... <laughs> soup it is (laughs) that doesn't sound so comfortable when you've just had a c-section and been cut open no I'll take it easy yeah so that's what I did and then I think my second meal after that I think was maybe a sub or something oh something else that was like somewhat easy to digest you know what I mean a sub would be really good yeah so I had soup and then that went okay and then I think I had a maybe a sub for dinner maybe it's like Okay, so this happens to me when I'm pregnant is I'm very susceptible. I don't necessarily have cravings or a lot of cravings when I'm pregnant of my own, but I'm very susceptible to what other people say like food-wise and then that makes me want it because right now 
all I want is a sub. Like literally in just those moments, I'm like, oh my God, a sub would be so good. And right now, just to give a little reference, it is nine o'clock at night when we're recording this because our kids are in bed. And now in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I would like a sub. Yeah. So I was the exact same way with the boys. So someone would mention something and then I would be like, oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. And then I would like think about it for like two or three days. And then I'd be like, Keith, you have to go get me whatever the food is. Yeah. I fixate on it. Yeah. I would just think about it until I ate it and then I'd be fine. Yeah. So go buy yourself a sub tomorrow for lunch. Oh, you know what? And like a veggie and cheese sub sounds really good to me right now. We need yep. to talk about another food or something to get me off the sub fixation because I might not be able to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I do think it's interesting. I'm just going to make a little note on this that soup came up in three different categories as examples. I think maybe there's something to be said about having soup. Well, some might say boring as, a, as like a first meal. There might be something to it as being like, I don't I like what's the word I'm looking for is like something that is, you know, there's a benefit or, or like your body kind of craves soup, which sounds funny because it, oh, I don't know. Cause I was going to say like soup can be hydrating, but like if you had an epidural and you're in the hospital, then you're hooked up to fluids. So you're hyper hydrated. So that might not be the, the case, but there is something oh. to be said about soup, I think. It's comforting, which is what you had said. Yeah. It is, um, it can help you recover, like if it's a bone broth soup, or it could be your only option. And which, it can stop you from throwing up. Exactly. So again, I guess it's part of the recovery, right? Which is why I was thinking it was going to be. It but. is also interesting that you said that, you know, you see a lot of women having hamburgers and that you if you had been given the choice to like have a hamburger that that would have been your first meal choice because there might be something like that has to do with like the kind of craving of like meat to kind of have your body recover from you well, know think, the blood loss and like the exhaustion and like kind of just like give you the energy that your body is needing oh I totally think so yeah because if you lose blood like I know I find when I have my period too much information I um I always want a hamburger whenever it's that time of the month like I crave a hamburger I think it's loss of blood and like iron right I don't think I'm just gonna pause you there I don't think on this podcast there can be any too much information Amanda we talk about <laughs> every body <laughs> bodily fluid we talk about poop almost every every episode and like there's no no shame in any type of body or orifice or fluid that comes out of us while giving birth or pregnant. No. so no. talking exactly. about what you're create what you want when you're pregnant or when you're on your period I don't think that even falls anywhere remotely close to other things that might be too much information that we may have talked about in yeah that's true episodes We've, we've talked about way too much information. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of this podcast. I know. I know. Because no one told us. So yeah, right. we're telling you. So I think just kind of summing up the episode, there's, you know, six different types of very scientifically categorized meals. Um, soup seems to be a common theme. 
and food delivery can like totally change your game. And I think we've come up with what I might have as my first meal after I have M3. It will be. It has to be now. We will hold you accountable on that, that first meal. Yeah, we'll be uh, recording an episode from the hospital. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.